Our lives seemed relatively normal at the beginning of 2020. Then COVID-19 came to town. Schools closed, and parents had been forced to quickly adjust to having their kids at home. In this episode, we explore the new landscape many caregivers find themselves in. In our conversation, Tria Rodi, a facilitator at Providence and mom of two young boys, shares how we can work together as a community of parents to fill our kids' extended time at home, and how we can preserve a sense of normalcy in these unprecedented times. We'll explore her thoughts on leading our home team. Thanks, Johnny. I am flattered and excited that you've reached out. As a lot of our leaders know who are in my classes around the system, because like you were saying, I am a facilitator. I'm a senior facilitation consultant for the system. So I spend every week of my life traveling around to different hospitals and usually meeting with groups of, you know, 12 to 40 or more leaders to talk about building their skills to coach and develop and lead their teams to success. And now all of our roles have shifted and a lot of those leaders and caregivers who I'm normally teaching how to lead their teams. Now it's Mm -hmm. like, how do you buckle down and lead your home team, right? Because we've all found ourselves in a situation now where our kids are home. Mm -hmm. And I heard a meeting with Mike Butler the other day, and he said 23% of our caregivers have kids at home. 23% of 100,000 plus is an astronomical number of kids, right? And In that case, there's more than one too. So we're talking about 50,000, 70,000 kids at home and adding that stress to people who are already working long hours in our hospitals or at home in support roles, trying to keep things up and running. It can make things really hard on us as caregivers. And that just spreads right over to the way that our kids are feeling during this time. So you have medium-sized kids at home. What did you do to answer the call? You saw this need. What came top of mind to you? Given the fact that I live in Everett, Washington, who had the first coronavirus Mm -hmm. case, we were pretty early to start looking at, wow, what is going to need to change? And we stopped school pretty early. My kids have been home for almost a month now. And one of the very first things that I did as a parent and someone who's passionate about learning is I got excited when I started to see all of these companies and nonprofit organizations saying, here you go. Here's all of our content. Here's our hyperlink to our content. And I was like, gold mine. This is amazing. And it's free. So one of the very first. It was a massive flood. And at first I thought, oh, this is so rad. I'll curate this. And I opened a private Facebook group that started with like 20 of my friends who were in my same situation with kids at home. And a lot of them are educators as well, whether they're working in corporate education like I do, Mm -hmm. or they're working actually for school districts as teachers. So I was like, this is amazing. We've got this. We're the best people to be in this role. And I opened this private group. a really easy thing to do. You're like, it okay, there's a ton so of resources. Yeah. I've got my people here. We all have kids and let's do this. This is going to almost be easy and just build itself. Right. Was it like right. that? At first, at first, we were, <laughs> we were very confident. We're like, oh my gosh, our kids are going to be speaking Chinese by the time they go back to school and yes. coding. 
very in every coding language. This is amazing. But um, what we found is as we started to share on our closed site, we started to just feed these resources in. So you saw like this flood of hyperlinks, basically. Right. And it took me like two days to realize that I needed to create topics and code them so that we had a search function just within a Facebook group. And also in those two days, my group of my best friends of like 20 people, it grew to 54, mostly moms, but a few dads and a couple grandparents as well. So within our group, we started just tagging different topics. And then I started polling our group about the utilization of those resources. Because even with people with advanced degrees in education, we were overwhelmed saying, oh my gosh, you know, what do I do with all these hyperlinks or these quick, like snappy, you know, descriptions of what this is and how I use it. So what I decided to do to share with my Providence peers who I know are tired, you know, I've talked to a lot of nurses, I've yeah. talked to a lot of doctors and they will text me or email me and say, hey, what are your kids doing? Will you forward it to me? Because my kids are are so bored and they're just playing xbox okay so and let so me pause just for a second right there because you're asking what works what are right. things that your kids are actually responding to and so right. what did you start finding when you started looking at that my question to the parents and caregivers mm -hmm. was what do they love what there do they go. love and okay. because i didn't want that what will they tolerate? Because we know that they'll tolerate some things, <laughs> but what do they love? What do they want to spend their time on besides online video games, right? And then we ran into the question of how do they communicate with each other so that right. they can do these things as learning communities within their own home. What I found is that the things that they loved are the things that where you take a blended approach. So they have a little bit of going on a, a website as their starter. Mm -hmm. Actually, you know, rewind that. Their starter is helping to create a structured framework of what their day, what their week is going to look like. So it's not a free for all. And so it's they not take a ownership day. of it. Yeah. And it's not a school day. Like people who, who know me well from work know that I am a mad flip charter. So I have these flip charts <laughs> like in our living room talking about our day parts, not from a school standpoint. School is a day part. But what are you going to do to be creative? When are you going to spend some alone time and be reflective and do some reading or maybe some journaling? When are you going to be active and what are you going to do? What are you going to so, do if I'm buckled down in meetings all day, which is I'm tethered to my headset all day long? How can you get some exercise without riding your bike away on your own? You are asking your kids to take ownership of what they are curious about. I never really thought that recess was always just recess, but now when do I want to be active? And so it is really taking that ownership of how do I want to structure my day? And that's a conversation we typically don't have with children. They're usually told, this is your structure. And now there's an opportunity to say, what structure do you want to do within this framework? Exactly. And I have created and shared a potential framework. 
so that you can kind of look at those day parts and have that conversation consultatively with your child <laughs> and let them choose. And by doing this, we're really putting them in a position where they're improving so many skills that are so important for our future workforce, right? Like they're, quote, digital literacy. They are able to look at content that's out there and consider where are these tools that I'm looking for? They understand what's available. They collaborate within their community and share resources. They know what's safe and what isn't. I have found myself over the last month really using my toolbox from work. For mm -hmm. example, my fifth grader came in yesterday and said, this is ridiculous. I can't do my Google Classroom. It's hard. Normally, we're in class. The teacher teaches the lesson, and then I go and do the assignments. How am I supposed to teach myself the lesson? and do this right. assignment. I'm just hopping straight to the assignment. And so I had to pause and take a breath and really think about SBAR, right? So what's the situation you found yourself in, sir? What's going on here? What's the background? What's the assessment? And what do you recommend? And what we ended up coming to was the fact that I wasn't available as a resource. I had meetings mm -hmm. all day. So we looked at what else is out there for you? What are your ideas? If I'm not available to be able to hop in and be your wingman on this, what are you going to do? And he um, found that there were some videos that his math teacher had recorded that were also in his Google Classroom that he uh -huh. could go in and watch videos from his math specialist, videos from another teacher. He could pick up his tablet and try to reach out and see who was on Messenger Kids, who's also working on the same assignment. He could pick up the phone and call somebody. He could text his teacher from my cell phone. There were all sorts of ways that he realized that he could navigate through this assignment without just showing up at my elbow all the time. So, so he's taking ownership of all of that. And yeah. that's what he's learning, that he is resilient and right. self-sufficient in these ways to find an answer to that problem using a tool that you use at work. Hey, what's the S-bar with this? And now he's starting right. to internalize what that is. Right. And it's actually, it's making me really excited to see how this generation of learners will inevitably be different because yes. of the skill set that they have an opportunity to build now. And as parents, that's where we come in as their coaches to use the techniques that we're already using in the workplace, but to think about it through a different lens. And how am I able to coach my kids to be able to take accountability, to be able to build their confidence, to be able to help them to see what are the resources that are available to me for what I need to accomplish, which means that you needed to start with that original meeting and that huddle, like our professional development process, right? What do you want to accomplish? If there is no compass from the beginning, what do I want to accomplish? then they're not able to hop in and do their SBAR because they don't know what is right. the objective. What are we trying to accomplish? What are my milestones that I want to hit today, this week, during this break at home? If you don't have that articulated, it makes it really difficult to, to coach someone just like at work. If somebody doesn't know where they want to build their skills in their career, how are you going to help them provide the resources and clear their path to be able to get there? Right. That is brilliant. Thank you for sharing that perspective.
I think that is something that a lot of us as professionals can use as a frame and just apply it to a different situation. Right. And just like at work, you're not following people around in their stations all day long. You meet, you have clear under a clear understanding of what you're trying to accomplish, and then they check in with you as needed. So once you have that clear understanding, then you can leverage text messages, Marco Polo. You can hop on Zoom during your lunch and hop in with those questions to build esteem and check for understanding. And those questions are what where I come in. I can help you with those questions based on the activity that your child's doing, whether they're using a technology like Duolingo to practice learning a language through gamification or hopping in again through gamified programs to to learn coding and make a guy dance and build a video game. What are the questions that you would ask as a coach to check for understanding and to build esteem and to inspire that curiosity to keep them going? And the busier your kids are during this time, the quicker the time is going to pass. And the more they're going to look back at this time and say, wow, that was pretty cool. That was when I did this, when I built this, when I grew a garden. Johnny, we're growing a garden during fake spring break because I need to have an activity that gives them a daily draw where they can see progress. We started with a Chia Pet, our Chia Pet is coming along and it's inspired us to go bigger. So what can you do and what can you do with the resources that you have available so that you don't have to do big shops on it too? That's another area where my team and I, my team of volunteers, uh, where we're leaning in to try to help you to find things that you can do with little or no prep. It sounds like you have some really good success building this community and you have some resources that you are putting together that are going to be available for everybody. Can you share just a little bit about what those resources are? Sure. I can't take credit by any means. This is from the whole neighborhood and from our school as well, because there have been other, quote, homeschooling groups that have popped up as well. So it's through those groups, too. And my role has really just been to synthesize everything going on and to document. So when I have my kids taking a blended approach to a topic, I'm documenting the heck out of that. What I've done with that documentation is created job aids for our caregivers as parents. So it's a job aid. Like I would post to you after a coaching class, how to coach your caregivers. Here it is, you know, how to coach your kids. So I'll be releasing snippets of resources as our community here is doing this work. So the first one that I released, it has a series of hyperlinks, which is what we're seeing. You know, we have hyperlinks coming out of our ears, but what we've done with that is take in it from more than just the link in the description to, okay, here's some ideas of how families have been applying these resources. So what can you do with it successfully and in a way where the kids are interested and they don't just switch over to Minecraft when you're not watching. If you have a ninth grader that looks at these resources and says, these are so dumb, this is work I was doing in fourth grade, mom, are you serious? We can research and we can find things to leverage that might keep their interest in a different way. Maybe we pair them with a second grader to help the second grader with their math. There's all sorts of things we can do as a community right now. So just reach out to me and I'll take that on and help to find things that will challenge your learner. I'll share best practices, what my parents and grandparents are doing too. We're in a different spot now and 
we have to change the way that we think about about our day. Not just our education, quote, our formal learning, but how we're keeping our interests uh, to stay happy and to stay connected and to stay passionate about things that we might not be seeing in person right now, right? Could not have said it better. This is a time when we are doing things differently and we are relying on each other in new and different ways. Thank you so much. This has been a wonderful conversation. Thank you for taking the lead, answering the call to step in and to lean in in these difficult times. Thank you, Johnny.